and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with Vicki and Marilyn. Wait a minute. This is different. This is different. Oh, no. Things have changed. What's wrong? You mean there's not one right way to to record a homeschool high school podcast? (laughs) There's not one right way because there are a bunch of sisters. Lots and lots of seven sisters. Yes. And so we are switching things up on the podcast lineup. And Kim is going to take a break for a little while. And Marilyn has jumped in. So hi, Marilyn. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So yeah, in case you don't already know the story, there are six of us at Seven Sisters. There's Sabrina and Vicki and Marilyn and Kim and Sarah and Allison. So who's the seventh sister? I'm so glad you asked. Dear listener, you are the seventh sister. When you come to sevensistershomeschool.com, when you read the blog posts, when you engage with us on our Facebook page, or when you listen to the Homeschool High School podcast. Because the Homeschool High School podcast is brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com. So there you go. That's the whole story. And we are delighted that you are with us today. Today, we're talking about essays. The world's most exciting topic. And it's a life skill that everybody needs, even for weddings. Yes. That was an obvious thing that you just said, because (laughs) shall we segue gracefully? (laughs) I'm sure that everyone thinks of essays and wedding planning in the same. All right, so let's see if we can make that connect for people. Um, yeah, you know, there's a there's a wedding essay story among seven sisters, and it and it affects more than just one of us because my daughter Becca is married to my son Casey. So yeah, we've got the Sabrina Marilyn mothers-in-law connection <laughs> thing going on there. And when Becca and Casey were engaged, Becca was feeling. Well, she was feeling like a lot of brides feel, completely overwhelmed, stressed out, picked on, like everyone that she had ever met in her life had an opinion on how her wedding should be arranged. And um, she kind of hit the wall about, I don't know, eight weeks or so before the wedding. I think any of us who've been through weddings with any of our grown kids, they found that everybody tells their kids... Even strangers tell their kids what to do with their weddings. It's so true. And, and you know, there's not one right way to get married. <laughs> <laughs> so poor Becca, who likes to please people, yes. was feeling so stressed out because everyone was telling her what to do. It's so true. It's and so, she well, was in college at the time. She so was she in was college at the time. Trying to finish a semester. and Yep. Yep. She was. So she called me in tears one night and... Um, she said, you know, I just this and this, and I thought we had decided this, but then I heard from so-and-so that this, and, and I said, okay, back, hold on, just, just roll it way back. Let's go back to co-op. Let's talk about your essay writing classes with Mrs. Group, who was her mother-in-law to be in just a few weeks. And Marilyn has spent a lot of years teaching essay writing to a lot of teens and tweens. A lot of them. (laughs) A lot of them. And it's still going strong in our local homeschool community now. So, yeah, so Marilyn's approach to essay writing had taught her the incredible importance of a magical thing called a thesis statement. 
and the beauty of supporting a thesis statement in your essay. In that every part of the essay has to support the thesis statement. And if it doesn't support the thesis statement, it doesn't have a place in the essay. Are we communicating this correct. correctly? Yes. <laughs> you don't know how many times we've heard Mrs. Group say, it didn't support the thesis statement. <laughs> And then taking that further, you'll hear Allison say that about the research paper. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, that was like a little teaser yeah. for one of the other episodes on research writing that's coming up soon. So Becca had to create a thesis statement for her wedding. And she had to choose her three primary pieces of support for her thesis statement. These were the things that mattered to her about her wedding. And if people made suggestions or demands that did not support the thesis statement that she had written down, then she could discard them because they didn't have a place in her wedding slash essay. And she actually wrote this essay and she says that it saved her sanity in the weeks <laughs> leading up to her wedding. And it was all thanks to her future mother-in-law's essay writing strategy. <laughs> so it's perfect that we have Marilyn here today to talk about essays. All right, so we're going to start off with the basics for those who just don't want to raise their hand and ask the question. We'll just ask it for you. What exactly is an essay and how does it differ from other kinds of writing? And for that, we're going to ask Marilyn to explain. What I tell the students that I'm working with is that an essay has to have a thesis, which is an opinion or a statement that you are trying to support. And each of your points have to support that thesis statement. And for students, um, if they think of it sometimes as a written argument, they understand. And for most of your middle school and high schoolers, arguing is something that comes pretty naturally. <laughs> Good one, yes. <laughs> so you play on that. And if they know when they want to get their point across with mom on something that they want to convince her of, then they have the basics of what a thesis statement is, right? Right, and if we go back, Kim's twin daughters, her youngest, Kendall and Carly, were sharing a cell phone at one point, and they wrote an essay to their parents about why they should each have a cell phone. Ooh. And shortly thereafter, they each had one, so something must have worked. <laughs> so essays, really, over and over, we find out our life skills, they That's matter. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and you know, that's, that's something to just say right at the beginning and keep coming back to it. Okay, it's, it's an important academic thing to do in school. And we all know that it falls into language arts and writing requirements, so it's obviously important. And we know that in college, you're going to write lots and lots and lots of things, and there's going to be lots of essay writing in there. But this is not just an academic writing skill. It's really, as much as anything, a way of thinking about how you are communicating and communicating effectively to get your primary point across. So if you can master essay writing, it's going to serve you in a whole lot of areas of life, whether you go to college or not. Indeed. So is there only one kind of essay? There are many kinds of essays. In a sense, all essays are persuasive, but there are some that are written more as persuasive essays to actually convince somebody of a point. Like a cell phone. I need another right. cell phone. Right, like I need another <laughs> cell phone. Like political campaign speeches okay. are really essays and if you know how to write an essay properly you might be able to look at a speech and say they didn't really support their thesis Ooh. or they did support their thesis um, there's literary analysis which uh, 
or you'll see lots in some of the study guides that we have because you're supporting your thesis from the book that you read. Um, compare, contrast, a whole bunch of different kinds of essays, expository essays and different ones you can do, but all of them will have a thesis. It's interesting because I was doing some research on essay writing several months ago, and I was looking at the standards put out from a bunch of major school districts around the country, just because mm-hmm. I like to, because I need a hobby, apparently. Compare and contrast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really pathetic way it's... to spend my spare time. <laughs> I found it interesting. I don't know. So, um, But there's a lot of people now are separating out persuasive and argumentative essays. And so they will, they will do, um, they will assign a persuasive essay and then they will at a separate time assign an argumentative one. And the difference that they're making is that persuasive is strictly like uh, logical and intellectual and you provide support and examples. Argumentative has that plus it has elements of personal response and personal anecdotal evidence or whatever. So the argumentative essay is um, probably the one that teenagers would gravitate toward the <laughs> yes. most, you know, naturally. Yeah. What makes this a valid argument is this is how I feel. That's <laughs> right. And you need to hear the passion with which I feel it. Yeah. On the other hand, we are trying to teach them to use critical thinking skills. True that. Which the persuasive right. essay is such a good exercise. And for. which is why they need to look at the opposing arguments when they're writing their persuasive essay. Right. Because one-sided arguments rarely work <laughs> yeah that's right to, to for teens to begin to understand how important it is to examine and respectfully try to understand the other side of a point that's big stuff yeah yeah that's good stuff all right so let's talk a little bit about the specific hows if you're if we're looking at high school and we're talking about requirements and good preparation um, for a college prep kid what they need on their transcript how much essay writing do they need to do? Is it is it a course that you take one year? How does it work? For our homeschool umbrella school, we have them write a certain amount of essays each year, and that depends on the level that they're trying to achieve with increasing numbers as they get to the 11th and 12th grade years because they just need to know how to do it. They need to hone their skills, and you're at least expecting or at least hoping that their essays will have more mature arguments as, as they get on. older. Doesn't always, but... <laughs> <laughs> so a baseline is kind of four essays with the yeah, ninth graders? probably four. Yeah, so, um, and those essays should not just be what we think of as like a res- an essay response on a test where you just write it, boom, and it's done. We're talking about writing it and then going back and editing it and getting feedback and rewriting it. Yes, a whole process? It's a whole process. And that is something that a lot of young people don't take to naturally. They think, but I wrote it. It's done. See, there's words on the paper. Yeah, one and and done. Which is nice to have a curriculum with a rubric in it. And that is one thing that we've provided, right? We have provided a rubric for each... Sometimes there's multiples in some of our curriculum. Sometimes there's one that is used throughout. And in my classes, I allow my students two weeks to rewrite any essay, to go back and look at the rubric and the comments and rewrite it because my goal is that the writing will improve. So if they want a better grade and to learn more from their writing, 
they, they are allowed to rewrite them. My two-week rule is really just a personal, um, afraid that they will all procrastinate and I'll have 72 to read the last week of school, <laughs> and I can't do that. So I only allow them two weeks so that they'll do it right away instead of waiting. Very good. Now there's, um, within our essay writing guides at sevensistershomeschool.com, you have the process broken down into small chunks, right? So it's right. not just, oh, here's an essay writing prompt. Now go and write a compare contrast essay on this. So tell us a little bit about the way you structured the, um, the sort of nugget sized lessons. For the introductory essay and the middle school, it's really broken down. The first essay is broken down into, I think like three weeks worth of preparation the persuasive into a couple of weeks so that they can look at both sides. Most of the other things are a one-week work on each essay, but it's broken down into writing a thesis statement, writing your points, figuring out what will support those points. We talk about using facts, statistics, anecdotes, examples, not just this is right because this is what I think. Ah. So it really is step-by-step step for the kids. The, the thing about Seven Sisters curriculum in general is it's no busy work, but it's hopefully self-directed for most kids mm -hmm. that they can sit down and de de learn right there what a thesis statement is and how you support it in little chunks each day. Mm -hmm. And I found with my kids who were very different many times, you know, from one kid to the next, because they're not actually all the same, even when... You mean there's not one right way to have a kid? <laughs> Apparently not. Um, but for some of them, they really liked the whole, okay, this is what I'm doing today, and then I'm not looking at it again until tomorrow. And for some of my other kids, they would get started with that day one, and then they'd be like, but I'm kind of in a groove. I kind of want to, fine, go on. Right, you know? finish it up. The point yeah. is, don't think that then it's one and done. You, you might want to work all the way through the process if you're one of those kids who gets in a groove. But then when you finished it, you do need to walk away from it and then come back and look at it with fresh eyes. And so it was a, it was a good um, format for both kinds of kids that I had in uh, among my own children. Um, those who just wanted their, okay, I did this for 15 minutes and I don't have to do anything else with it today. I can wait and look at it again tomorrow. And the ones who get, get rolling. And then they can edit it themselves. And mom used the rubric to go back and make comments. And using that rubric, the kids learn how to fine-tune and have more skill. Yeah, because ultimately we're not training kids to write things that get graded by someone else. We're training kids to articulate clearly their thoughts and ideas so that other people will understand them. And uh, it's not just about writing for a grade. It's communication. Indeed. So it's life skills, and there are kids who will really struggle with it. Let's talk for just a minute about the types of obstacles that make it really difficult. For some kids, writing is just paralyzing. Indeed, yeah. So some kids getting things out of their brain onto paper is very, very difficult. The blank screen or the white page syndrome where there's just nothing on there and how on earth are they going to do it? So the getting started is tough. Um, Marilyn, what are some tricks, tips, ideas that you found that help kids get started if they're not natural writers? One of the things we have done is we have put some, for most of the essays, some suggestions of writing prompts. Just tell me what to write about. Or mm -hmm. there are those who are like, 
but could I do this instead? It doesn't really matter what they're writing about at this point. When you're writing to learn the process, it's the content is a little less important or the subject matter is less important. Obviously, if you're writing for a lit class or a history class, the content is very important and you want the kids to get to that point. But for a lot of students, it's hard to work on both at the same time. That's so, a really good point. And let's, let's just shine a light on that for a minute because some people may not have thought about that. So essay writing is woven into a whole lot of things that we do in high school. And like you said, history and, and lit classes and, and various um, other types of electives that they take. But especially for kids who struggle some with writing, pulling it out and letting it stand alone where what you're focusing on is not the content, you're focusing on the form, the good writing form. Um, that can be one of the steps to helping kids who get overwhelmed. Keeping the topic simple mm. is a really important place to start. And some of the students will try to deal with topics that are really beyond, not necessarily beyond their thinking, but they can't think about those and write at the same time. Good. So just to get the process down. Right. Get the so process important. down. Get the formula in their heads so they can not have to think about what steps do I need to do. Get the steps down. Get the formula down. Then they can really concentrate on the content instead. Excellent. And so when that formula is kind of in place in, in their brain and when they've had lots of practice, then that's going to be a, a, a sort of a natural response to situations where they need to think critically whether they're going to write coming out of that or not. And like you were saying, you hear a speech, you're automatically gonna filter it through that. Okay, well, this was, this was the thesis statement. And they said this whole thing here, which actually doesn't have anything to do with what they're trying to convince me of. You know? So it's gonna be, it's gonna be um, a tool that's in place that often is gonna operate almost on autopilot if they've had that good concentrated time to focus on it. So highly recommended um, essay writing guides from 7sistershomeschool.com. We hear from lots of customers who tell us that, um, that the guides were what their kid needed because they didn't feel like they were doing busy work. And yeah. that is such an insulting thing when you're a teenager. If you feel like you're being given do this and this and this and this, and there's really no point except to check off that you did those things. Right. Um, so yeah, so whether your kid is a struggling writer or a fairly confident writer who needs to hone their skills, throwing busy work at them isn't really gonna help, so. They need them. to do other things yes. with their high school years, not busy work. Yes. All right, so if you are looking for writing guides, um, hop on over to sevensistershomeschool.com. Also, if you are looking for writing ideas and support and encouragement, check out the blog, because there are a bunch of blog posts there about essay writing and every other kind of writing that we could think of too. And all kinds of homeschool high school ideas. Yes. That's right. And if the Homeschool High School podcast is encouraging you and you feel so inclined, we would love it if you might take a moment and hop on over to iTunes and you can you can give us stars or you could even leave a little review Indeed. if you would like. That would be awesome. Why would it be awesome though? Why does it matter? When people leave reviews and stars, it helps iTunes show that our podcast to more people who are homeschooling high schoolers. So it's really not just an ego thing for us. Well, it feels good, <laughs> especially <laughs> so if it's true. nice, but it does help other people find the podcast. Right. 
Cool. So if you could do that, we would so appreciate it. And um, look for future episodes about other kinds of writing because essays are only one piece of the writing adventure that is available to high schoolers. And you can do it. You can do it. And there's not one right way. So you'll find the way that works well for you and your homeschool family. So until next time, this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.